grab your popcorn and snacks, find a comfy spot, take a seat or lie down, and let me transport you to a place of fantasy, ghost stories, ancient legends, odd creatures, alien encounters, and other magical topics. You may even decide to join the conversation. From faraway lands to your own backyard, with a small dash of pixie dust, turn out the lights and open your minds. The journey is about to begin. Friday, everybody. How's everybody doing? I hope you said great. Another cool day in October. Let me get this adjusted here. There we go. Pull that bad boy up. My name is Charlotte. I'm going to be your host for the next hour. I'm also the owner of the California Paranormal California Haunt. One of those days already. California Haunt's Paranormal Investigation Team um, based out of Sacramento, California. We're 45 strong up and down the state. Which means if you have a paranormal need, we can help you out. It might take us a while to get to you, but uh, we can definitely help you out. And if we do run late, you know, well, the reason we run late is because California is a really big state. People don't realize that, but it is a really big state. So it might take us a couple days to get to you. But in the event that it does take us a couple days to get to you, don't fret because we have mediums on staff who can call you and talk to you about what may or may not be going on. And in most cases, they can settle things down before we get out there so we can finish it off. Okay, that being said, you can find us on Facebook, you can find us on Twitter, you can find us on Twitch, you can find us on TikTok, you can find us on Instagram, you can find us over at Meetup, you can find us on Patreon especially. And I've got a big announcement coming up, Nancy and I are going to be talking about that for a few minutes tonight, what's going on over at Patreon. All right. Well, that being said, if you if you uh, like what you hear tonight and you haven't done so already and you're watching from Facebook, please feel free to uh, follow. Hit that follow button uh, because we're just trying to build up our our, our our viewership, okay, and our following. Also, if you like what you hear and you're on Facebook, please be sure to um, leave a comment, leave me a thumbs up, show me some love. That would be great. I'd really appreciate it. All right, and same thing over YouTube. If you haven't subscribed yet, you like what you hear, you're watching from YouTube, please be sure to subscribe. Trying to build those subscribers up, trying to hit that 1,000 mark by Christmas. It'd be a great Christmas present. So if you have friends that would be interested in this show, bring them on over and introduce them. <laughs> hey, there's this little show out of Sacramento, and uh, it's a pretty good show, and why don't you come on over and help me out? Okay, come check it out. All right, that being said, the same thing with YouTube is if you leave me comments and you give me a thumbs up and give me a give me love, give me love hearts and show me some love, that puts us have up in the FYP, which means Facebook and both. It works for both ways. Facebook and YouTube will put us out there in the internet Netherland so other people can see us and keep we keep building this up. Okay? All right. I'm going to bring Nancy out. We're going to be talking about <clears throat> psychic pets, but we do have an announcement to make, and uh, I think you guys are going to like it. And uh, uh, yeah, I think it's going to benefit everybody. All right, here we go. <laughs> Hello, everybody. <laughs> hey. Yes, are. I like this weather. I I can't believe how warm I am tonight. I have, I've been moving things, moving around a little bit, but that uh, the weather is crazy. Crazy it's supposed to be Halloween. By the way, I have my Halloween shirt on from some one of the tours for the Sacramento City. Yeah, I'll put yours on, but it's a beautiful yeah, T-shirt. I like it. Old, hey, want, old, that's cool. Old, in Old City Cemetery, Sacramento, and that is the, cool. The cemetery tours I did for five or six years, or I met you. 
<laughs> just a kid, a newspaper <laughs> reporter. And uh, John Battencourt was a creator trying to solicit funds by mm -hmm. giving the tours because they had vandalism to some of the oldest stones there. So I'm going to give him honor. Hello, John. If you can hear me, visit sometime. And uh, and that's it. So, yeah, uh, go ahead and announce a Patreon. That's really Okay. Really we got good. something really cool kind of going on, you guys. And and I know mm -hmm. I've seen it in the chat room when we're doing this show every, you know, every Friday. People would like readings. would like Nancy to do readings for them. Well, it's all fine and dandy to do readings here. But there's one thing that's missing when, when the readings are done here, and that's the, that's the lack of privacy. And that's because, like I, like I say in the beginning, we're beaming ourselves out to YouTube and Facebook and all these other places. And when she does a reading for you, even though we only use your first name or whatever we use, people all over can still hear what that reading was. And I think, and I think you know, it, it's just lacking that, 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 that bit of, of exclusiveness and privacy. So what, I, what, what I've thought of doing, and um, I'm, I'm, I'm implementing this right now, as I, as I, as I tell you guys, we do, I do have a California Haunts Radio Patreon site, okay? So what the plan is over there is there's three levels. There is a basic level, then there's a silver level, and a gold level. The basic level for membership is $5.50 a month. And what that gets you. As it gets you like it gets you everything I've been advertising, you know, where if we hit, if I have a pre-recorded uh, video or pre-recorded show, you get to see that a week to two weeks ahead of everybody else. Um, there's going to be special interviews with people. We're starting to implement all that, like with Nancy Mass, maybe a special Q&A session or with one of the people during the week. In fact, you guys get to vote on who you want for me to bring back for those interviews, who you thought was really cool, who you'd like to hear more from. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you guys are going to get to vote. And then I can bring them back and do private, exclusive interview, interviews and Q and A's with you guys over there, to these these people that have been that, that, that have come on the show. Okay. In addition, what I'm adding, excuse me a second. Okay, what I'm adding is psychic readings. So, at the at the at the basic level for five fifty a month, you will get a five minute psychic exclusive reading with either Nancy or Karen Clark. This and is introductory will, yeah. prices, everybody. Take advantage yes. of it. Yes. This is only the will, first time. <laughs> yeah, and we will schedule those accordingly. And it's going to be a lot more private because it won't be blasting out to everybody and their brother on the internet. Okay? It's just going to be blasting out to what we call the club members on the Patreon. Okay? Now, there's three levels to this. All right? So now we go from 550. Silver level. You get everything you get in, in level one. Except in silver level at 1050, you get a 10 minute reading. Okay, but again, you have to be a member of the Patreon to do it at that level. Same thing with the gold level, that's 15, 1550. Same thing, you know, you get the same goodies that you get in that first level, and then you get that 15 minute reading. Okay, and with this reading, that gives you time to stop in the reading and ask Nancy or, or Karen questions. I mean, you've got 15 minutes to. Just really pick their brains about whatever it is you want to know. So, you know, I'm thinking, you know, I got to thinking about, like I said, I got to thinking about this. And let's be real. When I go on and I have, if I have a live reading done, I don't like people in my business. I don't like the whole world in my business to know what deep down is going on with me. And I'm sure you're the same way. So this is a way to 
to get around that. And it's that it is only exclusive to Patreon members. And you guys are on the, like Nancy says, it's introductory. You guys are on the ground floor of this. I've got three Patreon members right now. So, I mean, good gravy. We might get into a session. Maybe there's five people in the room, you know, doing this. Right? So, um, if you want to sign up for the introductory on this, I'm going to have, I don't have anything ready to show you yet. But it's all set up over at the Patreon. All you have to do is Google California Haunts Paranormal, California Haunts Radio Patreon. That's all you got to Google. And that link, that will take you right over to the Patreon. Then you can decide what level you want to be at. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's civil. And like I said, you got your basic level at five at five fifty. Five minute reading. You got your second, your silver level at ten fifty with the ten minute reading, and you got a fifteen fifty level at fifteen minute reading. And plus all the other benefits that we're offering. And when I reach fifty members in my Patreon, I'm going to be giving stuff away. We're definitely. We might even give a reading away. We'll see. We'll see how we feel about that. When we hit 50 members over there. Okay. So, I mean, we got that. I'm going to give cups away. I even got some cool sunglasses for you guys. California haunts, right? T-shirts, cups, all kinds of stuff to do giveaways with. So that's our goal is I would like to get 50 members in the next three or four months and see what we can do to build up that Patreon. But I think this is a better situation as far as, like I said, as far as readings go, because it'll be more private and, and exclusive for you. Okay. All right, Nancy, what you got going? Well, we were going to, um, okay, hello, everybody. Shar <laughs> picked the topic for tonight, and I believe the reason is, is that <laughs> we've had many discussions of all the people still living in her house, though they're not in physical form anymore. Well, that includes animals. And it, it is kind of amazing she's told me about, and she may want to share this, which got me started looking up online and reviewing things that been told to me about people's pets, but she's got some very interesting stories. I don't know if she wants to share them now or at the end, but clearly this has been an interesting topic for her as well as uh, sharing her home with relatives long gone. Now they don't mm -hmm. always show up because I only see the father a few times, but the mother shows up a lot. Uh, mm -hmm. Uncle, the short squatty one is always seems to be always around. He enjoys her. Um, you had an aunt show up for a while. Um, don't yeah. see her tonight there. Um, guess I'm really old relatives showing up tonight. Ooh, 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 we'll have to discuss that. Someone looks like a gypsy, kind of like a long flowing, lot of colors. Ooh, I've not seen that one before. I'd like I to know. know I, me either. Uh, those kind that clenches the, oh, sorry. Mother side of the family going back a ways, the beautiful uh, flowy skirts, a lot of color in it. Duh. So you have someone in the family long gone who's visiting and she's coming in her Sunday or beautiful colored dresses. I completely, I apologize. I was thinking of your father's wow. side, but I'm looking at your mother's side and she's small, darker, slim, small waist. So she looks young to me. So I don't know if she passed away young, but she has mm -hmm. the, um, celebrating kind of a bodice that's cut a little bit white and then all the multiple skirts uh, flowing wow hold on she's trying to tell me her name and i'm going Ugh. uh so the problem with names <laughs> i had a girlfriend <laughs> who got a reading 
not me. It was someone who was part of the Spirit of Grace, uh, Universal Christ of the Master Citrus Heights, California. And I was doing mm -hmm. readings all the time and we became good friends. So Camille says, I'm going to get a reading. And she went to somebody else and they said, oh, you're going to marry a Bob. And she goes, really? Bob never showed up. <laughs> someone else showed up. Not a Robert, right. not a Richard, not a Bob, nothing. And so that's really difficult. <clears throat> and I would say 20 years ago, I was a little better than I'm today. And people say, my God, Nancy, you came up with the name. I go, oh, really? Oh, my gosh. The cultures I talk to are from around the world. And they live here in the United States. So we have uh, partners of different cultures marrying. I I talked to a girl the other day, wonderful name is Z. And I go, oh, I haven't heard that name. How do you spell it? X-E-E. -E. And I go, oh. I thought B-Z-E-E. -E. So how would I see that name or hear it? Right. I probably could not. Um, right. I know a lady who did marry three Bobs and she outlived all of them. And then when she came to visit me, I says, do you always pick Bobs? Well, I should keep my mouth shut. I married two Larrys and my sister married a Larry. And my mother said to me one day, do you girls not know any other Larrys? <laughs> It does happen. And it's kind of the coincidences that make you chuckle. But names are very difficult. But I, I am what we call, an, I was an artist, engineering. Um, my background is to pay attention to our environment. I love to, mm -hmm. I did love to draw. I'd love to be able to be a grandma Moses when these days this, oh, she started painting in 80. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Those kind. But I paid close detail. I took a lot of art in college. <clears throat> uh, life drawing, portrait drawing. So I pay attention to details and this little lady's still twirling around. Gosh, she's getting my attention, sorry. We need to go on to the pet psychic. Um, okay. I'm getting off screen for, hold on, I'm getting off screen for one second. My eyes are really dry. And I don't wanna freak anybody out when I use my eye drops. So I'm gonna get off screen for oh, one second. So no. Let's okay. continue. Okay. So, yeah. So <laughs> and I'm really big. So tonight we're gonna be talking about pet psychics and. Uh, I did some research and I will give credit while I'm talking to the ones that I read and everybody has a cat and dog. Not everybody. Those of us who have pets, it's either cat and dog. I know there's people out there, snakes and lizards and guanas and uh, all kinds of <laughs> critters. I can't tell if iguana is uh, psychic or not, but our pets that are cats and dogs. And I solicited a couple of friends. I said, do you have any good pet stories? And I got a, I got a couple. Sometimes the ones that stand out the most are the ones yeah. we hear on the newsreels. I mm -hmm. uh, hope your eyes are okay. So uh, just an just example, I had someone say to me, I think I'm, I'm sitting in the kitchen or I'm in the front room. And all of a sudden I realized I need to give the dog a bath. I get up, they don't know where I'm headed, and the cat and the dog will run off. It's a one of those greyhound kind dogs, so it's not little. So it's kind of like a little bigger dog, uh, blanch in color. But when the person stands up, that dog goes, no, and runs off. How does that dog know? I had a fun interview, um, Armstrong and Getty. I wanted to bring this up. And one time it was one of those big psychic fairs, Sacramento. And one of the people who was going to show up on the radio uh, got ill. And the bot, uh, dean said, Oh, ask Nancy. She'll always come on. She'll do it. <laughs> Nancy, you want to be a pet psychic? And I go, why not? And I got on. The reason I'm going to mention is this. 
that I got on and they ended up having me back. You know, they're on national radio. And I would love to reconnect with them because they had a big kick out of me and they invited me back twice more. Anyway, they were talking about and this one gentleman asked about his dog. And the dog was racing around the yard and from the back door would race around to the other side of the house to where the fence was and was digging, digging, digging. And I looked at that dog. It was a short brown squatty one. I don't know. I don't know. We had a black lab when I was with the first husband. I, I don't, I'm not familiar with what dogs are. I know what an English bulldog looks like and a, uh, anyway, a couple others, but this one I wouldn't. And it was digging, digging, digging. And he says, would you tell me what's going on? And the little guy was going, gotta get out, gotta get out, gotta get out, get out. And he was flooding me with um, visions of a girl dog down the street. And you go, let's see, Nancy's psychic is the dog psychic. Well, the dog knew I was talking to him. And he says, I want this, I want to get out, I want to go down the street so bad. And he was just going, digging into the ground, digging into the ground. And it was like repetitive, like I'm saying it, digging down, digging down, da, 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 da. And the owner, one of them on this show, said, Oh my God, that dog's always trying to get out. Well, we were walking one day, I evidently, I can't remember exact words. There's a female down the street that this dog got quite attached to, wanted, wants to get out. One of the ladies on the show said, what about my dog? And the dog showed me her shoes in the closet. Oh, I want her shoes so bad. They smell so good. And I thought, <laughs> how am I hearing this? Even then, I was questioning, how does a dog talk to me in English? Think about that for a minute, right? I want to get out. I want to get it out. I love her shoes. And and I said that, and it was the way the dog said it to me. Oh, I want her shoes so bad. I want them so bad. And she just, you roared. In fact, I think I have, I do have it. I, I think I might have put it on my uh, YouTube station uh, channel. If not, I'm going to look and put it up because I do have a recording of that show. I believe. And I will put it up because it's fun to hear how, and I'm going with this, not to try to solicit people to come on, <laughs> listen to a channel, but it was the way the dog told me, I'm only uh, a Nancy. I can't use imagination. I can't uh, grapple for information. If I had said the fella with the dog going around the house to the other side, if I had said something about shoes, it wouldn't matter one match but this girl oh my gosh we had such a hard time chewing up my shoes i've been trying to keep the door closed to the closet the dog's always going there and all that dog could just salivate thinking oh those shoes were so good and they smelled so good <laughs> so i believe and it, this was discouraging to me i read quite a few articles i read a lot i read like really fast i'm one of those speed readers and i read and read and read and it was amazing to me and I was pretty upset because if people said being psychic doesn't exist, I go, really? <laughs> I've lived with it all my life. I, I've suffered with it. And I do do this for a living. And I must be good enough. I've been at 33 years. And they say, oh, psych being psychic, uh, psychic doesn't, it's just intuition. And you're just random lucky, let alone is a dog psych. Oh, no. No, 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 that can't happen. And I read a couple articles and I thought to myself, these people, women particularly, they have no idea what they're talking about. Why would they blatantly say that Pat 
cats and dogs are not psychic. I have <laughs> cats right here <laughs> stopping them from walking across the screen while we're talking. One of them is missing now. Oh, I think he's in the window, but oh yeah. Oh, they're, they're so in tune to us. That's a word that we need to rely on, realize they are attuned to us. Are they picking up our mannerisms? Are they picking up our energy shifting? Or are they actually tapping into us? Well, if I can tap into them, hmm, let me think here. They're going to tap into us too. Um, so I mentioned highly intuitive to give a dog a bath. They sense or pick up a picture of themselves being put into the water. Absolutely. So you think to yourself, I'm going to give that dog a path. You're going to go walk. First thing you do is turn the water faucet on, right? And the next thing you do, you're going to turn around and get a towel and you're going to get the dog. How fast were you thinking that the dog was, oh, <laughs> uh, not on your life. Boom, boom, they're gone. Unless you have one of those dogs that's kind of half duck. Rarely will they jump into the water voluntarily. Um, I, I come to the conclusion this is kind of a part of the family lore that in my mother's side of the family, there was uh, her oldest brother was colorblind. And um, I want to give kudos to Bud Calkins that he was captured in part of the Batan death march. And, uh, but he was one of my favorite uncles, family members, period. So one of my cats is Bud, <laughs> honor of him, but he was colorblind. And one time a story was told to me that during the time that he was captured, one of his positions was he was in front of the battalion and he could look in the trees and without camouflage, he could see the form of a bot person. So he's very valuable. That's probably why they didn't kill him because he was unusual and he did survive. And I truly miss him. It's a long story. We all have relatives, but that fondness for somebody, but the idea that his eyes would not allow color. I believe that we also have variations and degrees of being able to see color. And with me, I don't know what's going on with my eyes to allow me to see forms of people that are not around, like the lady with a pretty dress on. How I call it putting my mind to char. Then I ban bump out and I look around the room and this lady is standing to her left kind of in, in the wall. She's never seen this before. Oh, she must be, she must be a generation back or two, not to ever see a, a computer and a microphone. I'm getting, I'm getting off track anyway. So you think about a dog and I will go on to cats. Also the perception of different energies on our body. So they can pick up illnesses. They can pick up, um, how we're feeling, the energy around our bodies, which aura photography, I've done that, and we can see colors around us. Uh, I can actually read the colors around us. I've done that several times at these big fairs. That's very fun. But when we apply it to us, what makes us different than the cat and the dog? Just because the little genetics are different. They're so highly attuned. And you go back to our caveman days when we were surviving on the plains of the Serengeti. If you don't think I wasn't one of those and we were attuned to, I wonder where the big cat is, it's going to eat me. You're uh -huh. putting your radar out all the time. Well, if we had pets, they would also. And they would also um, maybe not sense it, but they could feel here the rustle of a big cat in the grasses. And they would alert us in the primitive caveman days or pre 
long time ago, everybody, 200,000 years uh, of danger. So they've been trained to be our protector and our love lap dogs and everything. And I do believe that their cones in their eyes, as with ours and mine, are highly attuned to what we cannot see. And that's why they can see color, sensitivity, energy, and they can feel. And I've seen this and I felt cold spots. Char has too. In my own house. And I go, blah, blah, blah. what is that? Well, you can appreciate the cat all of a sudden goes through that cold spot and goes, um, <laughs> what's that? And then all of a sudden they go off. And I've had seen that with our cats. And all of a sudden they stand still and look around. There's no noise. There's no energy going. And all of a sudden they go, Brr. and Bud here, um, Joe here, when he gets like not knowing what's happening, his tail does this. And I've never seen a cat do that, but it's almost like a spastic like that. And then he he's okay. And then he goes on. It's not as he does that when He's alerted, like he's on guard or something. All of a sudden, he walks into something he doesn't recognize. And I don't want to spook the audience because I didn't want to go down this. But spirit people can be everywhere. Your house could be not only full of the people that lived before, but what we call transitory spirits. So our pets pack that, pick that up. Mm -hmm. I have seen dogs sense energy areas, getting excited, twirl around, back up and bark. How many of you have seen that? They look up the ceiling or the wall, all of a sudden they go and they twirl around and then they back up if they're scared and they bark louder. Who knows? It may be someone that's playing with them. If they get scared, bark and no visual body, what are they then seeing? Not a human or they see an orb, but they see in the darkness of a body and that frightens mm -hmm. them. So the different kinds of energy they can be seen cats as i told you will run away immediately like oh fudge, yeah, you know i well i've seen it back up go ahead well theoretically i mean isn't it are there scientists that say dogs are colorblind so they're seeing like like that friend of yours they're seeing in black and white my uncle or, mm -hmm. what, or you might want to say variations of gray on that spectrum yeah that, that that infrared spectrum kind of so they're seeing stuff that we're not seeing I, I don't Absolutely. remember if Uncle Bud was a topia, like a light brown to brown, darker browns, or a black and white. I just knew that he couldn't see the green and trees and a lot of other colors. I wasn't even aware that it was hereditary. I didn't. I wasn't aware. Um, there's sons in our family, most mostly girls, and uh, no one's ever said anything. Mother, my mother being an artist, my, my father mother, being an artist. My mother claimed so, she was colorblind too. She claimed it, but she was an artist, like your mom. Um, uh, past, what kind of art? What did she do? Drawings or anything? She with paint? Did water, yeah, paint, paint, and drawing. How did she does? How did she learn what color was the I right color? I don't know, color? but she she claimed that mm. she she. Who knows? I'd be curious to see some of her artwork. You ought to show it sometime. Yeah, <clears throat> cats do run away. Um, Larry, my husband came home this afternoon. It was. He's the one that feeds him at 1.30, 11.30. So he hurried home and um, Joe here wouldn't go in the other room because he had a sense of someone else in the house. And I, he came out eventually just real skittish. And Larry, Larry said, well, I wonder if he thought there was somebody besides me then in the house. <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe you brought someone home with you from the golf course. Who knows? Um, cats will back up. They will snarl, garl, growl. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I spelt it right. 
I'm not reading right. And then they run away. And you've seen cats afraid. They're, they're named uh, Scaredy Cat for a reason. Or they wake up and then tiptoe to the other side of the room, stare, and then go back to spot and fall right back to sleep. Hmm, Lynn, that's interesting. Or they wake up and then tiptoe to the other side of the room. Very, that's very curious. So they wake up because something has awakened them. Well, but don't bother me. Go and find another warm spot to lay down. Absolutely. Why not? You know, um, I'm always amazed the real estate the cats are taking up. I have an eight foot table and they're taking up half of it. But then we love our pets. What would also we love them to do? At least you get half we... of your table. At least you get half of your table. I get like th 34 inches of my couch. <laughs> no, you do. It's craziness to have to sit in my house, man. <laughs> I want to go. Yeah, let's go to the next paragraph. I got uh, five no. pages here. Their extraordinary sense of smell is one of the senses that have been highly attuned for hunting in the wild for their keen eyes on the outlook for squirrels or other predators. Uh, we don't allow my cat, our cats outside. When we lived up in Hornbrook outside of Wairika, we actually lived on, lived on Black Mountain at 3000 elevation. And going further up, there was uh, sightings of bobcats. One night, I have seen the bobcat. And my husband and I both noticed um, black bear paw prints so our cats are indoor and we have windows and i tell you a couple times i thought they'd run through the screen trying to get to the squirrels outside char your turn i can tell you because you were up at a higher elevation than we were yeah because i forget what elevation montague was but i can tell you you had bobcats for sure because we went up i think it was midsummer, and we always used to drive up late at night and we get up to the house and my dad's ready to let the dogs out in the yard. And I see this animal going like door to door up the street. And then wow. it dawned on me what it was. And I said, you better keep everybody stay in the car. Because um, was, that's was, interesting. It's so low. I didn't know they would go low like yeah. that. Yeah, it was going door to door. Um, to I, I, I hadn't seen a bobcat before. And um, one day I was going to go outside and there was a big animal, an animal, a cat on the mm -hmm. porch and I needed to get out. I might told you this already. And I looked at this, um, what I would call a very pale color, a Blanche color again, Blanche. And I said, what are you doing here? You just get off my porch. I need, and I was, <laughs> old grandma here, pushing it away. He gets up and leaves and he's this husky, very short tail. And then I noticed the ears. And I went, I was standing on the porch. I shooed him away and I went, oh, fudge. <laughs> turn around and got me but oh, he come said on, think oh she's huh even even where i live in major suburbia where you three are blocks from the, we're three blocks from the american river but i'm okay. looking out my window one night and i thought gee somebody's dog is loose and as i looked closer i thought that's not a dog the coyote was coming up the street i mean oh that's know. right you have coyotes yep we have coyotes we out here we had coyotes up there too so subsequently the cats have never been outdoors and we have squirrels here. And I thought, well, I feel, you know, my being a mom, I'm feeling guilty for not letting my cats out. And then I realized since they haven't been out very much, one time getting spooked, we have oak trees that are 150, 200 feet tall, at least, at least. They're huge. They get up there and look down and go, mom, are you going to come rescue me? What would I do? You know. Um, that's the thing. You don't want to let them out. I mean, here we have a lot of missing cats in the neighborhood. Uh-oh. Because it's the coyotes getting them. You've told me that. Yep, yep. Yeah, that's so, scary. No, so, and you, know, you were telling people, me some of the kittens are missing from year to year. Some of the kittens year. go missing yeah, from year to year. When I was uh, taking care of ferals, 
It was really uh, a sad process because very seldom did I see the cats for two years. If the cats at oh. the age of two, it was a miracle because then they disappear. Either they'd wander off to do whatever cat the cats do, oh, or they yeah. were getting taken by the coyotes. So yeah, yeah. that's hard. I, I um, that's hard. I'm gonna go to dogs. Have this is interesting because I've read articles about this, and I know everybody has seen a TV clip that heartfelt moment when the dog that was in New uh, North Carolina ends up in Wyoming because of people left and it broke loose somewhere. And you hear two or three stories a year about dogs that seem to find their way home. Let me ask, how is that possible when you get in a car and leave or you go to the airport and fly and dog shows up on the porch two or three years later, maybe? That's incredible. If someone said that psychic ability, I wouldn't argue with that. If someone said that was a good guess, I would go prove it if it's only a guess. I, I get lost going across town. <laughs> you know, we humans lost that <laughs> that pit. What, what is that uh, magnetic uh, resonance that we recognize? I think there might be something to it, like a pigeon will find itself because it has a magnetic something in its head for north, south, east, and west. Perhaps dogs have a sense of that, and but I don't know how it could connect to the man and know what house it is they go to. So... Mm -hmm. Uh, so we have seen heartfelt stories of dogs traveling hundreds of miles to be reunited with the beloved families. Just in this last year, I have heard of two. So it's more than maybe twice a year. I would be very interested if a group were to take a dog or cat on a ghost investigation. Um, I have actually mentioned that to Char before, uh, maybe somebody else. But I thought to myself, wouldn't that be curious if someone had a dog or cat that could be trained to point out the unknown the undead so uh -huh. so i'm putting a thought out there um and i want you to yeah, that's I'm just not my dog <laughs> not yours no dear I can not see, yours now the one i had now either one of them the, hmm? the one i had early on the, the kelpie i had early on would have been great because she I used, to, I used to come home from work and she was cowering behind the couch because of everything that was going on here so she saw him all the time yeah yeah. And she was controllable. This one, I don't know. This one doesn't like strange people. <laughs> I think your dogs are just a different group of, um, so I want to bring to mind uh, some of these notes I might have out of order because I thought of them and t typed them up. I I would like, I have heard over the years people talk about, um, and this happened to me, but not with a dog. It was my mother. Um, I had written a poem for my mother, how I was wishing she'd come and visit me. Uh -huh. And as I'm sitting there thinking of her, it's on my website somewhere, that I felt a breeze on my arm. And I said, well, how am I going to tell my mother's here with the window open? And I turned to look at the window, and it was closed. And so we know that the uh, breeze can be created by spirit kind. And if you are looking at curtains that are moving as if in a breeze, the dog jump, jumps up and barks, is it this a breeze? that you cannot feel or the entry of an unknown, unknown spirit guest. I've had my friends, clients tell me of this before. They think they're alone and somehow the spirit says, I've got to get their attention. I'll just move the curtains about. And that is mm -hmm. absolutely what they can do. Uh, like I said, I wrote the poem, my mother, and it was uh, while I was living in Tucson, um, I got caught up in the recession and we, like everybody else had some tough times. And I remember asking my mother to show up. And that one day I wrote a poem for her. 
it was quite riveting to me to think I should be paying attention to my own mother. And that's how she showed it to me. Um, so in someone's most troubled times, we have a turbulent energy field. And our pets can come close to us and at certain time pester us a little more than usual as they can detect uneasiness about us. So when you're in kind of a troubled time, maybe your cat or dog wants more loving from you. It's not mm -hmm. you loving them, it's them loving you back because they can feel, I got one here, they can feel oh, yeah, your uneasiness and yeah, and you'll hear that a lot. Um, you'll notice more attention than usual and even get a little irate by the pet's action. Are you troubled a little or a little ill? Are their extra sensory abilities because they are equipped to once live in the wild as dogs that can detect and as dogs that can detect cancer or drug on people or in the airports? That is a combination of abilities. We know they smell 10, 20, 100 times better than we can. But when you have cancer, how is that shown to them? How can they possibly? I do believe it can be sensory. I don't want people to call me up. But I was once tested by Professor Gary Swartz and one of the clients that he had me read, they called him sitters. The aunt had died. And I was able to point out not only where in the house, but when I walked in, my mind walked into the room where that woman had died, I could smell her. And I knew instantly that was cancer and I was right. So if I can do it, I know the dog can. If if you have a cancer or a disease or a stomach ache or an ulcer or something, they absolutely can pick it up. So if you get a dog or cat that seems to nudge your body in a certain way or nip at you, one woman on TV was being interviewed. And this made me remember this and write it up. She was talking about how the dog saved her life because the dog, a larger dog, would come up and nibble, trying to nibble at her breast, like chew it out, like that. And so she went to the doctors and she had breast cancer. That's just amazing. Okay, Here's I can another interject one. now. You were talking okay. about story. I, I can interject now. I had a rescue dog that at one time rumored to have been beaten and she hated everybody. Oh yeah. You know, and um, I used to have I used to have to keep her away from people or she might bite somebody. Anyway, um, I was diagnosed with congested heart failure ten years ago. In 2011 or 2012 and i remember this particular dog i got her i got her at the height at the pretty much at the height of my heart failure just before i was diagnosed mm. and she would come she, she would come up to the couch crawl on top of me and lay right on top of my chest that's a good and example the worst the, the, the neat thing about it was if i coughed or tried to clear the gunk out of my lungs, she'd get higher up on my chest. Like a mama dog does with her puppy. So yeah. she was trying to help me heal my heart. Yeah, and this is, I love that. And like I said, mm. this is a dog that hated everybody. <laughs> you know, But this is what she did. And she, and she laid on me for three months that way until I had my procedure done on my heart. Uh -huh. So That's really tough. It makes me kind of like, ugh. And then what I did was I, I, you know, Nancy's a great psychic in that, but I was listening, I was listening to some pet psychic online. I do it just like everybody else. And I thought I would try to communicate with her. So I went back in her room and I sat down with her one day and I, I and I do have abilities. I'm an empath. Okay. So I'm trying to communicate with her 
I never got anything back from her, but I could tell when I made contact because her eyes got like saucers. I could tell the second I made contact with her. And then from then this on, was a human or an animal? An animal. Same dog. Okay. You know, I was sitting there trying to make contact with her. And the second I made contact with her, you could see it in her eyes, the recognition yeah. in her eyes when I made the contact. And I call yeah, it from, putting my mind to somebody. Yeah. Like on Star yeah. Trek, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like Spock. <laughs> but yeah. And, uh, you know, she uh, was. What planet else. is Nancy from? <laughs> <laughs> but that's what. That, that's, huh? that's my medical empathic story with, with the dog. I have other ones. I like that. And with that, I have another story, and this was on Sacramento News, but I think it was, I don't, Shar, you probably saw this story about a cat that came, uh, lived in one of the retirement medical facilities uh, where the most senior, senior of us can end up maybe. And this is a situation where the cat would roam the hallways. And when it went into a room and jumped on the end of the bed, the staff would know who was going to pass away next. And I imagine wow. there's somebody in the audience that probably, you recognize that story? Yeah. And, uh, and I remember the comment from the nursing staff, they all watched the cat. Somehow they picked up the energy. And I, I um, don't like people to call me and say, what's my energy like? Is it down? When I talk to somebody, I can tell that big dip. And when people call me, I'm thinking about someone in Texas. Um, the parents' energy force was so light. Then I went, hmm, how do I, how do I tell somebody that? And what I say to somebody, the heart is soft. It's not mm -hmm. you putting out enough energy because that could be true. Or this energy is diminishing to a place where the spirit will say, oh, I've had enough of this. I'm getting out of here. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, but this cat would pick it up. And I remember in the story, someone said, um, I don't hope it go, doesn't go into my mom's room. I don't, I'm not ready for that can't stop the cat the cat somehow picked it up and i think it's not necessarily smell it's an energy field mm -hmm. okay um i told the story of the dog sniffing and nipping at the woman's chest and later was diagnosed with breast cancer the dog's ability to smell or see something that should not be there and i don't know how a dog would know by the way whatever i'm smelling on you doesn't smell normal that's kind of crazy i i like it it's it's great. We all want a dog like that, but I think the dog is, has to be special. Um, December, 2004, a great flooding happened after a great earthquake. And this terrible event, the populace talk of how the ambulance had already retreated to the hillside before the earthquake. Um, that was told over and over, particularly large animals. Now I've heard that elephants can communicate miles and miles away by hearing each other thump on the ground. Clearly, that's amazing. I've read that. I heard that clip on TV. Well, look at whales. Correct. But mm -hmm. that doesn't always seem correct when you have an animal the size of a cat or dog. Because mm -hmm. the people living in the villages, and I, I apologize for not knowing all the communities around the world, but this one village that got completely wiped out, they recollected before they noticed that the animals were heading up the hillside. What did they pick up? They pick up the energy. Does that mean they're psychic or they're highly attuned? What I would like to know is how would they know that's danger? Well, now, I'd like to add something for this week really quick, not to interrupt, but about that. A lot of my friends that are psychic that are on Facebook 
were commenting last week and early this week how weird the energy was and how the animals were starting to act strange. Because oh. the energy, and then look what happened over in Israel. You know what's going on over there right now. But leading up to this this war over there, the, the people were commenting how their animals were acting re really kind of off. So it's not necessarily planetary, but the end of the energy. So as I've talked to people in Shara, when I enter someone's time, which is after all these years, I feel like the entrance to time is at the base of people's neck. So when I enter time mm -hmm. and you're asking a particular action, somehow I know that thread. I call it mm -hmm. thread. And I can see a bubble of energy happening. And I go to it and I look at it. And if it's the if it's the event they want. So we explode with energy. I want to mention, because of we mentioned it, the bot, B-O-T system that was uh, designed. Oh, my gosh. Coast to Coast had these two gentlemen. One of them was named Clint. And they used uh, a computer analysis program. And what they would say, they would say a word or two. And they start evaluating the usage of certain words. And they were able to figure out terrorism attacks. They figure out earthquakes. Because unconsciously, we will pick up and use wordage, words they were looking at, of events even to happen. They even picked up the word assassination. I remember a lot of it. I actually bought the, of course I would, buy the box and try to figure it out. And they used the Bible as a means of, of creating this um, I forgot the other word. Someone helped me. I, I can't see the chat room, unfortunately. But it's bots. And if you look it up on web with Clint's name to it, you'll understand. And they mm -hmm. could, ahead of time, forecast events. The trouble is, how soon? Is it that night or next week or next month? It right. was like when I was in Pharaoh's Ice Cream Parlor that I shared last week. And this was when I was 24 years old. Kind of like been this way. And I sat down with my daughter, who was three, and my sister, and I had this overwhelming sense of dread around me. And the only thing I could think of was my husband's home. He was working on cars and he had been injured before. And I thought there must be something really awful he's experiencing because I picked it up and left. Unbeknownst to me, as long as it to get pay, get in my Volkswagen, head around Fruitwich Boulevard to Broadway or which way, and get maybe two blocks down, the plane from the airport next door crashed into the building. So what I was picking up was our energy before it happened. Because sometimes we pick up before something happens. Like people will say to me, oh, I had this terrible feeling mom and dad was going to pass away or are they going to get an accident? Well, how are we doing that? We're entering time of our own, picking up the dread, the uh, grief, the excitement of winning money. I've had people say to me uh, on TV, rather not to me, I don't know anybody's won that money. They said they had a feeling they should go buy a ticket. Well, what were they picking up? Okay, mm -hmm. so I feel like animals, let's tie this into animals, everybody. Mm -hmm. They can pick up the same kind of dread. They feel bad. They just want to know they have to get out of there. So that is also in its own way, more than intuition. But it's accumulative because they said all the animals, including the elephants, Everybody was headed up the hill. I'd like to know why the people weren't noticing. Are you kidding? My cats were trying to get out of this house and they were hiding a lot. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I would be really wanting to know. Mm -hmm. I have a friend that's really keen to pick up an earthquake energy. And if you don't think I haven't thought of that, right? 
Mm-hmm. Okay, so they had indeed sensed the rumblings of the earth, or they were picking up the sense of dread. As I had told when I explained the Pharaoh's ice cream parlor, minutes before the plane crashed in the building, September of 1972. Intuition at work, for I felt no vibration or rumblings of the earth. Remember, I didn't feel anything. It just had the dread. So I want to say that in some ways they could be picking up the dread, as well as vibrational rumblings that hadn't happened yet. Has there been a time when you thought unkindly of your pet and the animal runs away without you addressing the issue at hand? Absolutely. (laughs) Like. You have that thought, and all of a sudden the cats run away. How does that work? You know, you say if that cat gets—I don't want—gets into that toilet paper one more time, right? My cats are very—they don't know what I'm talking because they've never done that. But I hope I haven't given the thought. Here we go, right? Because I visualized it as I said. How is it that a cat, a dog, can pick up the idea of you wanting to give it the bath? We already talked about that. Reading your mind or recognize your energy field with the pattern he/she needs a bath. I think that there is also the idea that there's a pattern in our thoughts. So he, she needs a bath. It's like they pick up that pattern and it's recognizable. Are they picking up you visualizing the bath? Are they visualizing the stress that they're going to go through before you pick them up to put them in the bath? So, Mm -hmm. of course, I would love to know that. An article in Psychology Today addressed psychic actions by animals titled, Is Your Dog Psychic? 11-19-2011 by Jessica Pierce, PhD. Is my dog psychic? I've had reason to wonder this myself. Most recently, my dog Bella seemed to have caught me trying to take her to the veterinary appointment. Every afternoon, I take Bella for a walk in one of the parks near my house. And she is always excited. She waits by the door as I get on my shoes, and then she runs outside and waits by the car. But one day when I happened planning on stopping at the vet's office on the way to our walk, she had been very itchy. She hung back. Um, She evidently had been very itchy. When she got ready to go, she said she hung back, refusing to leave the house. How did she know I had nefarious intentions? I'd like to know that, right? Here's another one. I heart dogs. So it's I-H-E-A-R-T-D-O-G-S.com. Page, I love dogs, article five. Incredible things dogs can sense before they happen by Renee, Renee, R-E-N-E-E, Moen, M-O-E-N. And that was written January 9, 2019. Earthquakes. Uh, Records go back as far as ancient Greece fleeing the city of Helis before a tragic earthquake. China also has stories of dogs showing signs of distress before seismic activity. Seismic activity. Um, I do believe that I've I've actually seen stories of how um, I can't think what one of the major Greek philosophers talking about his dog, and he couldn't find the dog, and it was an earthquake. So I know that the, the guy who, um, and I don't know if it's a guy that drank poison, but one of them, and I never, I didn't even put two and two together until I read this article. It's a very large article um, about the Greece, um, ancient Greece, seeing their animals fleeing the city of H-E-L-I-C-E before a tragic earthquake. 
um, I find that very curious. It also goes back to the ancient, ancient times about people talking about near-death experiences. And I love those old stories. Okay. We want to address the idea of storms, uh, electromagnetic forces. Dogs get very excited, upset about that also. If you watch them, they run around, run around. And so I think there's something to do with the measurement of electricity in the air when uh, you get excited, when you're upset. Uh, electrical storms, um, they, well, how many of you have had a dog and 4th of July comes around, you have to hide the dog away. Well, it's the same thing when you have an electrical storm, they get very upset. And I've noticed my cat's hiding when we've got an electrical storm. You, you are not in your head, Char, you have something to add to that? I was just thinking about that in that um, I've been around dogs that like, I, we, we don't get tornadoes out here, but we get some pretty good, you know, whipper storms mm -hmm. that come close to tornadoes. I mean, we've been getting some funnel clouds and that, but I have noticed and if you noticed a lot of this stuff too, before these funnel clouds hit, all the animals go silent. Mm -hmm. and, and the dogs, Everybody, the, all the, the birds, the everything. But what I think is happening is, you know, the, the, the more people I've been interviewing, I hear more about that, that um, psychic, um, what's the word for it? The uh, vibration that we all have coming off of us. Hmm. And like when you say vibration, the animals are feeling all this vibration all over. And so when a storm like that hits, it disrupts whatever normal vibration there is. Absolutely. And I think that's why it upsets them. I think that's what causes the issue with animals. I've had dogs before earthquakes here uh like lodge themselves through like you know those little garden those little plastic guard, garden fences that people put in their yard mm -hmm. when we had chihuahuas just before <laughs> just just before an earthquake I, I had to go out there with scissors to cut them out because they're trying to run away like you say go up the hill or whatever trying to run away but they got they, they put their head through the fence those little oh. plastic fence things and i've had to go yeah. cut them out you know but and then within what 15 20 minutes you you, you get a you get, get a shaker so, I mean, they're sensing that stuff. Um, absolutely. I would think it'd be very distressful for an animal when there's electrical activity, electric storms coming through. The air itself gets charged. How many people have said, I know something's going to happen because the hair of my head mm -hmm. stands up or the hair of my arm? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. We've seen articles on TV, um, uh, videos on TV and articles that read people uh, training animals to sense a seizure coming on. Now, you're not in a seizure yet, but clearly your electrical charge, your if you have a seizure kind of a mechanism going on your body, your electrical mm -hmm. field is disrupted. Mm -hmm. And they showed just recently a gal shopping with her dog, and the dog tugged on her, tugged on her, and she knew that she needed to sit down or she'd fall down, and she went to a seizure mm -hmm. moment. Mm -hmm. And so that dog was able to figure that. The other one is diabetes. Somehow they're trained the dog. Um, to know when a diabetic seizure could happen or diabetic numbers need to be looked at, they could fall. I don't know if they're sensitive to sugar levels in people. Um, I've never known anybody to have either situation with a with a pet. Um, I think it might be you, smell because might be my smell. mother's dog, Pepper, was like that. She could tell when, when something was going wrong with my mother. The other thing, when you talk about for the lady that had cancer, the certain smell she had, my mother had like a sweet, waxy kind of smell and i remember what is the, was that I diabetes was, or cancer i think it was the diabetes okay and the reason why is because i ended up when, when, when i had pneumonia triple pneumonia i had that same smell just a, a sickness smell and you didn't smell my mother directly but when i was cleaning out this the, this room or that yeah that room over there 
when Monica and I were cleaning out that room, everything smelled like that, 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 that waxy sweet smell. How interesting. When I do, when I've done readings and only clients can tell you, remember, because I don't recollect. I just, when they're pointing out to me, Mm -hmm, Professor mm -hmm. Gary Swartz, when we were done and I could smell her, I have done that before. And I have a, gosh, it's kind of creepy because I'm not a doctor. I'm supposed to diagnose everybody. Right, but the body, I've talked to so many people that cholesterol in the body is noted to me by a certain way. Um, strokes, heart attack, another way. Um, cancer, a terrible disease. I can distinguish one or the other. And in that state that I go into, when I went into the room, remember she's been dead weeks. I went into time and I could smell her in the room. Mm-hmm. And he said that he didn't know anybody else could do that. And I go, maybe I've had more practice where I'm used to being able to smell because I allow mm-hmm. myself to have that perception. Is mm-hmm. that psychic absolutely how am i even going to do that in the first place let alone smell but i was right she did die of cancer and i could smell it in the room so i think that dogs must be able to do that too i've heard quite a few stories about um women going to labor and the dog or cat would let them know um particularly dogs um and i've i've heard of that just late the two cases one lady was on tv and the dog was um nudging her stomach a lot uh, medium to smaller size, wiry mm-hmm, maybe, mm-hmm. and I uh, it was a clip on TV and it was nudging her belly, like that, and I could appreciate how exciting it must be for a dog. That's mom. I'm gonna lay on her. Also, there's a heartbeat in there, and some movement. Like what's going on? But they seem to know it's pregnancy. I don't know how. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, I kind of like that a little bit. Um, it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, how they know that the labor started. I mean, that's another one of those, um, is it a heightened sense or is it a psychic? Um, I think it's a combination. I think that there is some sort of uh, knowing. I show, I kind of showed both sides of it. I think there's a higher sense of um, perceptibility, absolutely. And the earthquake, how they get up the hill, they know they get away. Um, I know that they can smell cancer, they can nip at the body for not smelling correctly. Um, Yet, how do they know you're going to give them bath or go to the bed? There's a lot of stories going either way. Um, Some of the stories I did Google is my pet psychic, and I did go to Yahoo. Um, Oh, here's a story. So um, one of my friends uh, moved into a house, and the prior owner had a dog that had passed away, and he had worn a collar. And... My friend has um, chihuahuas and Great Danes, but no collars. But the dogs were always kind of running around after they've heard the jingle of a dog collar. And the dog collar jingle would also be outside when the dogs were outside, but also in the inside. So then we go to a place, and I did talk to him about that. Um, Her jingle like a dog collar. It was the prior owner's dog. Even the current owner... I wrote it in my present tense, would alert to the same noise. Current owner's dog did not wear collars. The prior owner dog had two dogs. One dog's accidentally drowned, and that ghost dog continued to have at the house. Is that a heightened sense of perception, or was that them picking up psychic impulses? Uh, Del could hear the dingle. So, But I told him I would tell the story because I kind of like that kind of story. We want to know that there is survival, that there is more to this. Absolutely. Than- 
And when I hear stories like this, and how many times have someone asked me, is my dog around? And I said, and I heard the t -t 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 of toenails on the floor. I said, well, there's noise in your hallway all the time. Are you not hearing the click, 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 click of the toenails? Oh, was that what that was? Oh, yes. I hear that all the time. Duh. See, now I can launch <laughs> in. See that? Nancy put a segue in there for me. See how that works? Yeah. So, okay. um, so with my dogs, uh, my mother had a little chihuahua that had a, had a again, a, a little bell around his neck because it would get lost in the house. And oh. <laughs> after she passed away, yeah, after she passed away, because they would go up to our Montague house and then I'd be here. And, and you know, and alone, I would be lying in bed, and I could hear that dog coming up the hallway with a little click oh, of, of her claws. But I could also hear the bell ringing. It would get half halfway up the hallway and stop. So I would hear that. Now my dog Maddie is an Australian Kelpie, and when she passed, I remember telling Nancy how this, how, how depressed I was because it took forever to even see her. I was trying so hard, and eventually mm -hmm. I saw her in a dream. But she's still here. I will see her. I will see her running through the house. I'll get, uh, she, she had, she had kind of like bullegged in the back. So I can tell when it's her butt, but I'll see, <laughs> I'll see her walk into a room. I'll see her butt, I love, yeah. you know, and, and, and it's last real she, quick. Yeah. Yeah. Real quick, real quick. And I'm not the only one. My friends that have been here have seen her come around. Interesting thing. I had a dream one night and with, when, when I had the rescue, I thought maybe the rescue dog, if I got another a younger Kelpie, it would help her calm down a little bit oh, and chill out. Sure. Mm -hmm. So I was considering getting a puppy. And um I had this dream and it was this it, it was my dog Maddie. And in the dream, mm -hmm. Maddie says, in the dream I was going house to house. I'm, I don't know what street it was. I was going house to house. And I saw these black Kelpie puppies and she says, Aww. if you find a black Kelpie puppy, it'll be me. <gasps> oh, I love that story. And I said, okay. And I said, is this you? Is this Maddie? Yeah. Anyway, so I decided not to do it at that time. Mm. And I waited. But but when the rescue passed away, I didn't want to get a dog. I had no desire to get a bigger dog. Breeder yeah. calls. Well, I, I did call the breeder. She had one. And I thought, well, I was kind of on the fence about it. And she says, well, I've got this female here. She's three years old. And I thought, okay. And the second I looked at her, she looked just like Maddie. Oh. And I heard, it's me. Tell me that's not a psychic connection. Please tell and me. To add to all this, as I was growing, as I was in my 20s, my father got into boating. Uh -huh. And every boat he owned was named Gypsy Rose. Every boat. Mm-hmm. So I'm about, I'm, I'm still thinking about, you know, okay, maybe I'll go get this dog, you know, and I was kind of still kind of putting it off. And all of a sudden the, the breeder says, oh, by the way, her name is Gypsy. <laughs> yes, and I went, I'm oh. done. Let's go get the dog. That's it. Go get That's that dog. It. Let's get that dog. And we did. And Marisa went with me. Marisa's in the chat room. And she could tell you. First thing Marisa said when, when uh, Lori brought Gypsy out was, oh, my God, she looks like Maddie. And I love Gypsy and I like have this super, super tight relationship. I don't even have to talk. And she knows and she knows what I'm thinking. I, all I have to do is look in a certain direction. And she knows what I'm thinking. So mm -hmm. there is something to all this. I mean, I'm, seriously, there is something to all this. 
and and it's just it's just, it's just been so wonderful you know and i still see the rescue dogs around now i see her running around the house now you know so <laughs> yeah, you're i have house. a full house i have a full have, house i know you do i love it for you though i love it for you <laughs> and never uh alone, ever. We, we and whoever kinda... this is i have no clue i know Unless i've she never gives seen me her, her name before. i have no clue who this is whatever it is she's in the ballet for, for She's you know, I thought knowing you know? your father's side, the family, Poland, where the gypsies of yeah. Europe, where the gypsies were hungry, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then I saw the colors, and I went, "Is it your Mexican side of the family? Why, <laughs> why not? I mean, why don't you rest? Because the first thing I thought of was a gypsy, but it could be Mexican gypsies. It could be some of your relatives on your mother's side of the family. Well, who knows? Because we just had we just had my brother's funeral on Saturday. And mm. all the second generations were here in town. So somebody could have brought someone and, you know, they came home with me. And, <gasps> oh, and all that oh, stuff. Yeah. oh, yes, yeah. that's right. Yeah. So it yeah, could be somebody, uh, mm, from, mm. you know, yeah. I like it when they show up, but then I can't hear a name. Spanish, I've never, most people don't wear this. I I don't hear real well, but I've never been able to speak a foreign language because when I was born, most people have this issue. A lot of people have this issue, but I had it really badly my tongue was fused to my lower jaw I and problem. i yeah, yeah and somebody. we can't necessarily speak a foreign language i'm lucky to speak and people say you talk with a lisp and i go i know right and so that is an issue so but speaking of spanish i would love to never could i I'll could read french in high school but couldn't speak it now, go ahead because now i'm curious about the situation with this, whoever this is i'm going to do some automatic writing tonight. I'm gonna try <gasps> oh. automatic writing and see if I can get a name. Oh please! I'll try. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah. Stay there, dear. Uh, the only thing is, writing. is that I uh, your mother was taller. This is a shorter girl, short mm -hmm. person, like five foot, five foot one. But each generation going back, we we grow taller. You know, good food. So I'd be yeah. curious if this is a youth, a younger woman that passed away before she was fully grown, or culturally they were just small peoples. Because your mother was five six when she she was a little taller. Yeah, I remember that was like me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, um, but I can tell you guys, I have had a lot of experiences with my dogs, both living and deceased, and I know they know what I'm thinking, and especially after watching what happened with my mother with her dog and how her, her dog yeah. took care of, I called it, I nicknamed that dog the Nana dog because that dog took care <laughs> of my mother, literally took care of her. So, yeah. you know, I, I've seen it firsthand. Right. But, you know, what right. animals do. And um, it's, a, it's a wonderful experience. Well, there's hardly a family in America that hasn't had one or two pets. People say, oh, I don't have any pets. I live in the city. Um, and I'm, I have a busy life. And over the years, I haven't had a pet. But I have had pets since I was a child, and I think we all have been affected by the love of a pet, losing a pet. And we've had situations where we watch a pet kind of act out of normal behavior and wonder what they're doing or thinking. But now that I've been in this business, I'm always like watching, and they're both sleeping here, otherwise we walk across the stream. I've been doing a lot of typing lately, and the minute I start clicking on this keyboard, <laughs> like there's words that don't, aren't tight by me. <laughs> well, I know, you know, I come into the office to do the show like 4, 4 p.m., 5 p.m. Pacific, and it varies on days. But when I start to get off, I go to grab my cup, you know, and I start to, 
I start to get up to come in here. Yeah. I turn around and she's in her crate. Because she's sensing there. right away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she's sensing right away that I'm going to work because I can't leave her loose because she's 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 active. She's, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Just believe so, her. Believe yeah, Char, yeah. 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 So it so it's, somehow she always knows that. You know, no matter what time I pick, it could be two o'clock, it could be three o'clock, it could be whatever. The minute I, I guess the way my mannerisms go, where my energy changes when I go to come in here, yeah. But she'll automatically go in there with. I don't have to tell her nothing or anything. So. So is her energy? They have a perception of, or that yeah. they pit, have in their mind a picture of you sitting at the desk that you've already visualized yeah. yourself there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. And well, I do believe we is, do that you know. too. I think yeah. our life force moves ahead of us as we're walking or going to do something. And um, a while back, they had a movie. Um, I can't remember what movie it was, but it was Under the Sea. And it was a one of those mining buildings. What was that? Oh, my gosh, that movie. Um, anyway, they had this creature come out from under the ocean. But it was the energy of foreign body. Uh, um, aliens or something and it came out as water that traveled to the complex under the sea and that's how i see spirits sometimes as we walk our life force is ahead of us say so i'm i'm here talking to you but when i get up i'm going to close the window so i'll turn around my life force is picked up and it's stepping out about a foot in front of me and i think the cats can sometimes sense our movement by how our life force is being jetted around us as an intent. So mm-hmm. think about everybody. We we live in such amazing. I think one reason I stepped into this world was curiosity. Why do bad things happen to good people on the heels of my having cancer and divorce? But once I got in here, I was so amazed. I thought, oh, they're labeling me a psychic and now they want to call me medium. I had not an idea what that all meant other than I've been doing this all my life. Oh, I go, oh, was that what was going on? And I say, didn't it? Because look at just talking about pets, you know, our love, our love child, our fur babies, as I've heard people say fur baby. And uh, we all, we all deserve love in our life and nothing is more unconstitutional, um, unconditional as a, that of a pet. Well, that's why all I right. always say, when, when you guys know I do those, re- those um, reviews on different ghost videos, mm-hmm. the got ghost videos. And I will always say it every time I see a video with a pet that's picking up on something in the corner. Oh, or yeah. Looking at something, believe it, because they are seeing something. There's something there. And if the, if the film is showing, oh, look at all this interest and the dog sleeping over there right out in view and they're not even moving. Uh, <laughs> that's a hint, something fake. Oh, yeah. Because they oh, would yeah. be jumping up, moving around. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, this has been a really fun topic. Mm-hmm. Hey, everybody, give us a thumbs up. If you listen to the end of this, and um, I know Char meant to mention this, I'm going to be starting my shorts on uh, YouTube, and I'm going to be giving, um, going to go back 33 years. I got tapes, endless tapes, uh, cassettes, and well, I've had most of my MP3s I've saved. One lady, she said something in 2012, and I went back. Sure enough, it's <laughs> it's the one I don't have, wouldn't you know? But uh, if those in the audience have readings 5, 10, 15, 20 years back, more likely I have it. It might take me a little while to find it. And unfortunately, I'm still looking for hers in 2012. So if you're here listening, I haven't forgot you. So um, I'll be talking about uh, at random. I'm just going to start picking up 
listening to readings and I'll discuss what I've talked to that person about. It should be really interesting because it's life. You know, we talk about everything. Um, I'm, of course, I'm a medium and I talk to spirit kind all the time. But anyway, give me some love and go and subscribe. I'd love it. Thank you. And a Absolutely. thumbs up. And, and I sure. love this topic tonight, Shara. Thank you for and, picking it. And thank you. You're welcome. And everybody, be sure to check out the Patreon because Nancy's going to be doing readings over there along with Karen Clark over at the Patreon. So I, like I said earlier in the show, I think it's a more private way for you to get a reading instead of having it blasted all over all over the internet. So go you know, run on over there and, ch and check it out. It's it's California Haunts Radio Patreon. That's all you got to type in. And and to be fair, um, Karen's a good psychic. So am I. Depending on our schedule, if one can't mm -hmm. go on, the other one would. You're not going to be cheated. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you're going to get your reading no matter what. Karen's darling, and she can do a good job also. All right, kids. Okay, Anything guys. else for us? All right. I think we're done. I think that's it. We're done. Yes, great. We're done. Great night. Another, yes, it was fun week. topic too. Another, another week. week. Another week. And subscribe. Please subscribe and follow. I'm trying to get to that thousand subscribers. We're thousand. almost there. Almost there. Trekking right along. Help me out. Help me out. All right. All right, everybody. Okay. Good night. Well, that being said, on Sunday, I'll be back reading the last of Omnipresent. What happened next? I've uh, probably got about 30 more minutes left on that book. And then that'll be the end. So you don't really have to look at me for 30 minutes Sunday night. Monday, we have Sandra Champlain, who is going to be talking about, let me, hang on a second, I feel my phrase this, ah, views of the afterlife. I was trying to explain well, it because, say it one more time, view, huh? views of the afterlife. The reason why I had to check views. it out is because she and I have a lot in common because she took care of her mother, or she's taking care of her mother. I, I took care of my mother, and she's she has a lot of uh, stories about people that died and what they go through when we're on the, on, on the deathbed and stuff, like I did with my mother. So that's why I had to double check and make sure I knew what I wrote. <laughs> you had a <laughs> joint near death. You had a, a joint death vision with your mother. Yes. Oh, so we're, we're talking about that. Yeah, I never told you, but yeah, we're going to be talking about that. Who she, who she was talking to and stuff right towards the very end. So Sandra mm -hmm. Champlain has had similar experiences and and we're and work with people that had similar experiences. So she's going to be with us on Monday, six thirty p.m. Pacific. And again, I'll be back Sunday at six p.m. with Omnipresent. What's next? And like I said, Sunday's show will probably be short because I'm almost at the end of the book. Then I'm going to have to locate another book that's going to be interim because then we'll be switching to our holiday tales of terror, like we always do. So uh, that'll be that'll be switching to. I'm working on getting a haunted. Disney Haunted Mansion Hawaiian shirt oh. for Halloween. <laughs> so I'm working. I say that every year, but now I know where to find one. Now the question is getting one. So I'm working on that. So I can be like, you know, start my alohas early. All right. I'm going to give you Nancy's information, and then we're going to call it a night here. So here we go. Let's see if I can even read these. My eyes are so dry today for some reason. I just don't know why. Here we go. Okay, the websites are nancymats.com, the N and the M are lowercase, nancymatsauthor.com, the N, the M, the A are, uh, are uppercase, <laughs> youtube.com forward slash nancymatspsychic, the N, M, and P are uppercase. Help, get me out of this funk. Nice book by Nancy Mats. Two Worlds, Developing Your Psychic Skills. Another nice book by Nancy Matz.
and the unwilling sacrifice. Yet another nice book by Nancy Mass. And those books are at Amazon.com. Okay, one more thing before I sign up. You guys remember I did the story on Tinkerbell all those months ago. I'm going to be doing another story on her, on the current work she's doing. Uh, I'm not going to tell you what it is, but I'm going to be doing a a profile um, video on her. It's going to be like a documentary on her, on on what she's currently doing, because she's working with, uh, all I can tell you is the wildfires of of, of Maui. That's all I'm going to tell you. Oh. So as soon as she gets back from doing those, we're going to do this big profile thing. It's, It's going to be pretty cool. But what I wanted to show you, she sent me a gift to thank me for doing Tinkerbell. And I finally got a frame for this thing. So this is my autographed. See, I'm going to turn this off too because it's better. There we go. Oh, it's so Yeah, there we go. That way. There we go. Yeah. There's there my she autographed is. photo of Tinkerbell in flight between the Matterhorn and the castle that I got. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I finally got a frame because I was afraid I was going to ruin it. That would be crazy. That's not good. Okay. Anyway, I spilled some water. All right. Anyway, it's one of those days. I'm going. Goodbye before I break things. Ciao. (laughs) Bye, honey.